Welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. I am David Fraser. I'm joined tonight by a selection of other QPR fans. None of the regulars are here, actually. We have maybe, we could say, some semi-regulars, perhaps. Um, occasional, <laughs> uh, occasional popper-inners, maybe. I'll go for popper-inner. A pop, occasional <laughs> popper-inner. Um, no regulars because they're all on holiday. They're all on holiday. Even Finney's been allowed one this year. Are they on holiday together? I'd like to think so, <laughs> wouldn't you? I'd like to think so. Actually, Chris Charles is not on holiday, but he's working. I should say that because he'll point it out to me tomorrow. Anyway, so I ha- we have with us this evening uh, Steve Sace. Good evening. Uh, we have uh, Gemma Fumagali. Hello. You really don't like that surname, do you? No, I really don't. Okay. Still, nothing's changed. Uh, and uh, are you Jim or James these days? Both. But both. Both. We have James Evans with us and we also have Jim Evans with us. Jimmy and Evans on Twitter. Jimmy, Jim E. Evans on Twitter, yeah. And, and, and Jim and Gemma are very sweetly sharing um, some headphones. <laughs> so actually really quite nice. I should take a picture of this. Yeah, it's good, it's good. And we will put it on our social media accounts. It's, it's, it's actually a lovely... Here we go. Smile. Oh, it looks like a dreadful duet. It does, yes. Um, it certainly isn't Band-Aid or Live-Aid, no. which is what you were referring to before. Um... Right, okay, before we get on with everything, um, and we have Richard Langley coming up on the phone um, a bit later in the show, let me do the the messages, as they say. So I got the Twitter address wrong last week. You can follow us on Twitter at QPRpod. Uh, You can search for us on Facebook, look for the QPR podcast. If you are new to the podcast this year, we have several years' worth of episodes that are well worth listening to. Uh, You can go to our website at qprpod.co.uk. Thank you to all the people who've joined the pod squad for this year and supported us, and a special shout-out to Noel Brosnan, um, um, who's kind of registered on that page. So thank you to Noel. Right, let's get on with talking about QPR, a most unusually satisfying and pleasing start to the season. Um, Let's start... What was terrible about Saturday? It was on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it was. What? I set myself up with that one. Let's start again. No, no. Um, Look, I'll tell you one thing that was terrible about uh, Sunday. Was, I knew uh, we could rely on you, uh, Steve. Uh, was, <laughs> was the state of Gary Monk's language. Now, one of my friends on uh, Facebook said that you know, they, they sit in the, in the paddock and, and they actually report what he said. And I'm not going to even dream of reporting it. But let's just say, for, you know, for a guy whose surname is Monk, it wasn't very ecclesiastical. So. <laughs> Big words, I like it. <laughs> and what I thought was interesting with Gary Monk, this is, in the preamble, he gave an interview to Sky, and I know you go through the motions, but he literally spoke about a QPR side from about four years ago. He's like, well, they've got bags of Premier League experience, you know, they're proven at the top level, blah, blah. And I was like, has he seen the squad recently? Ooh. And I just thought, I, I, that, was the fir- that was my first little glimmer of optimism. <laughs> I was like, and, and I'm then surprised became- he's still in a job anyway. You know, it has been one game. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Sorry, and, Steve, you were going to say? No, I, I, I was just going to say, I, it became clear quite quickly that, um, that he hadn't done his homework because um, certainly I think um, playing, playing Chidipo was uh, really, really Fox the Lee's defence. He, he had his defender on toast. Um, and, and really, the, the whole team was a, was a rev- revelation given, 
given some of the negativity around the um, pre-season friendlies, I thought that uh, actually the performance that the Rangers put together was very, very solid, very, very... Um, Cohesive. Yeah, very cohesive, very, 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 very joined up. Lots of really good passing. Everyone seemed to know what their role, their role was. And it was, it, was, it was a real joy to watch. Organised. Surprisingly good, I would say. It was a, I can, a disappointment, and I'm sure other people saw it too. Uh, well, ben Gladwin, if we're going to have to... It feels mean. He ain't going to make it that geezer, is he? I worry He's going to have to sell the Bentley. Um, <laughs> ben Gladwin got a Bentley. That, the first thing he did when he joined QPR Bentley was he <laughs> he Instagrammed a picture that week of his new Bentley that he took delivery of. Hashtag Swazzy. And then somebody obviously said to him, mate, get that off Instagram. It's not a great way to go. And it disappeared. But I did see it yeah. and he did do that. Swazzy is jet. Swazzy is jet. Isn't it? Not, th- not, not. Do you ben have a one word hashtag? <laughs> For, for your I need one. <laughs> I know. Um, I need one. Gladwin, every... What's yours? I don't know. I would like to come up with a word. Can people who are listening to this send into Twitter what the QPR podcast one word hashtag for life should be? <laughs> Our motto. Podcastly. Or maybe. Hashtag? No. No. Okay. Pods. No. That's Hosh- hashtag pods. Hashtag Unofficial. Pods. Hashtag unofficial. <laughs> Sorry. No, what I was going to say. Carry was on. Every it feels harsh to single a player out because um, I mean Shadipo faded, but you'd mm. expect that with someone young and making a proper league debut and stuff. But um, Gladwin looked uh, hates that out of his depth, mm. and he was lucky to still be on. And I was surprised that he wasn't taken off at half time. Well, he was lucky to not get sent off as well with the, uh, the, 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 the challenges that he put in. But in his defence, I think he... Um, was Neda Manua, and that was a relief. Well, that, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I just, apparently he said after the game, again and officially, that he was carrying an ankle injury. Um, the other thing is, is that uh, I don't think uh, Nedham did him any favours, to be honest, because seems to me, for me, Ned is not a right back. And it's one of these like, successive managers keep playing Ned at right back. And I'm thinking, I can't, I can't see why. Uh, and, you know, Ned seems to keep to want pulling central. Um, and Gladwin's obviously not being played as a wide right winger. And all of a sudden, there's a great big channel of space for, you know, for an oppo player winger to, to mm-hmm. run into. And I'm just and I'm just wondering if there's not the same kind of level of understanding there. If you compare that with what happened on the left, you had you had Bidwell who was supporting Shadipo. Bidwell was constantly talking to, to to the young player, constantly sort of advising him where to go, and that felt like that was a lot more joined up. Yeah, I I, I see. I, I agree with that. The, the big thing that I learned from Saturday was the size. Sunday. Of Sebastian, yes. First of all, that the game was on Sunday. Um, <laughs> got, got there twenty four hours early. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag twenty four hours early. Um, <laughs> uh, where was I going? The size of Sebastian Poulter's calves. Yeah. Did anybody see that? That they didn't exist last no, season. He has he has bulked up. I mean, because uh, he needed to. Yeah. I mean, crikey, the man is a mountain, isn't he? But he was he was quite slight in some ways, and he's he's really filled out. He's kind of. He, Do, does anybody it, know Hotshot Hamish? Anybody read Roy the Ravers here? 
Anybody who's listening, there will you'll know. I've read Roy of the Rovers. I mean, the guy's thighs. It, it's 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 it's. You've spent a lot of time looking at <laughs> not your thighs, thighs calves. David, what is wrong with me tonight? What is wrong with me? Not even thighs, calves. <laughs> Talk about something else, you Gemma. We haven't heard from you yet. <laughs> <laughs> I need to spend more time looking at Polter. I mean, he's a big guy, as in his frame is quite. He he lumbers. Well, last season I thought he lumbered around. Yeah. But if it, and, and he Hashtag ran through... lumber. Hashtag lumber. <laughs> so, What's I'm... your one word phrase for life, Gemma? Probably alcohol. Sickly or beer, anything. Uh, I think mine's cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, sorry, you were talking about the lumbering Sebastian Polter no, of 2015-16. I yeah. was last season and um, I'm, I'd be delighted. I mean, he's, he for me is a real QPR player and he's the one who I think my... Heath is going to have on his shirt this season. But I told him he had to have Heath the, being your son, son not he, the large expanse of no, greenery outside your no, house. Actually, right, my, okay, my, just checking. My success just to QPR yeah, child as yeah. opposed to the failure Arsenal one. Yes. Um, but I told him he had to put BFG on his shirt. But mm. he's quite um, risk-averse. So <laughs> he said he wouldn't do that. Friendly. Yes, I said it was friendly. friendly and he said, Mum, it's not friendly, is it? And I said, well, Yes, it is. And he said, no, I'm not. Trying to corrupt it. your own child. <laughs> well, no, somebody... Who said that on Live Sky? They did... There was a commentator, wasn't there, who was on Apparently Sky. So. I actually saw the clip, but I didn't know because I wasn't... It was a German guy talking about Per Mertesacker, and he kind of just... Because they have the same nickname. For Per. For Per Mertesacker, and he just rolled, rolled off BFG straight away. Yeah, but not the full... Oh, yeah, yeah no, live, he did. He went, live, he is yeah. a bit fucking Sky Sports German. It was funny. <laughs> really? Yeah. And the Sky presenter sort of... Looked a bit yeah. shocked. I'm, I'm, available, to, to, I'm available to do that. If Sky, I can pretend to be someone that knows anything and go Sky Sport. I live nearby. <laughs> so are, are we getting carried away? Yes. With but Saturday? Polter, I'm really, anyway, I'm optimistic about Polter. I was last season. I am again. Well, look, we're going we're gonna to come up against better teams than Leeds. Um, I thought Leeds were really quite poor, given that actually a lot of their fans were bigging up mm. their prospects on social media beforehand. Um, uh, Kamal Roof looks... Well, it looked a bit lost, to be honest. Um, their, 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 their midfield didn't seem to have any power or, or pace about it. And, yeah, I just... And I they just had think... a player called Ronaldo Vieira. Brilliant. <laughs> and if you're called Ronaldo Vieira, you've got to be good at football. There's, there's only <laughs> one where you? your life is going. Yeah, really. exactly. He gave away the penalty, or I should say he got mugged for the penalty. I mean, yeah. really, it was in front of the loft. He did well. Um, cousins. cousins did well for that. He... Cousins did exactly what he was hoping would happen, and then Vieira obliged. Didn't he, he? Yes. he was a professional about was, it, as they and, say. But it was a penalty. It wasn't. Yeah, it okay. wasn't like yeah, it wasn't it was. like Michael Owen in '98, where he was it was he dangled a foot and didn't really get tripped and won a pen for England. What are you talking about the Argentina game. Oh, yeah, where he wow, didn't, where he didn't reference. get a pen. Sure. There you go. Knowledge. Look that up. Knowledge. Don't look it up. It's not worth it. <laughs> um, so okay, so so one thing that football fans always lack is perspective before the first game of the season. Um, most definitely, it, was it? Are we right to get carried away, or are Leeds poor with a very inexperienced manager who appears not to do his homework, as as, as Jim said? Uh, you know, kind of very erratically run club. Was it just? You know, we happen to do quite well against a team that's not particularly good, or are there genuine signs, or both? Be in no doubt, we absolutely deserved that result on Sunday. It wasn't a fluke. We played really, really well, uh, and yeah, I think you you came up with the 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 the, 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 the right word there, David. It was it was it was cohesive. 
Um, but yeah, I, th- I think we will get we'll get tougher tests. Yeah, but also, I mean, can can you remember a better performance under Hasselbank at Loftus Road? No, it, it actually sort of harked back to his the first couple of performances just after he took over, where he went for that pressing game and. Our, you know, our players really couldn't handle it. They were blowing out their asses after about fifty-five That's minutes. That's true, actually. Yeah, um, and and this was actually the almost like the the first time we'd gone back to that style, and and it was great to see after you know, after the preseason and the changes to the to to the fitness team at QPR that it actually worked, and it was a, a joy to behold, really. Mm. Well, for me, as a typical pessimist QPR fan. I will obviously put that down at this point to amazing, wonderful beginning of the season. But we'll go back. By the time we play Swindon tomorrow night, which obviously will be interesting, we'll, I, I expect to lose because it's in my mindset. If we actually, that is the cup as well, though. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. that. We'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk about, about that later. <laughs> but I think the problem for us is if we actually then go and win another game. Big in, problem, yeah. Then we two become games in a row. slightly hysterical and think this is ah. it. And then, and then it really is problematic. Just, just remember, though, that when we went up with Neil Warnock, no one fancied us at all. No. I was going to say the same. I was watching yeah. the preview. There was a big hour preview um, talking about the league and people that they, you know, the chant who, who, who they rated. And QPR didn't get mentioned at all. And that's when we're better. Yes. There's I no quite liked. They just, can never we predict. The they can never predict the championship. Nobody ever gets it properly right. Sometimes there's one team that's obviously better than everyone else. Yeah. But there's always kind of dark horses. There's always teams that they don't see coming. And, and I sat here last week in this podcast with people who I respect their opinion very much and telling me that Villa and Newcastle are going to kind of almost piss the league. Or they didn't quite say it like that, but, you know, that, that the, there was six, seven, eight, nine teams that were much, much better than us. And maybe they're right. And maybe one game, you know, you can't tell, you can't tell after one game. But the championship just always seems to be about the best coach doesn't it? Well, I the, think so. The, the it's coach like that gets the team playing you and, can't, and, and getting those results. In the same way, like it's the whole thing with Ned being captain, all these things, we don't know what the feeling is actually like. And I think so much of it comes down to, in all these teams, what the feeling genuinely is. We know what the what we'll all be told, that they're really feeling positive. They're we all are on together. Top of it. Yeah. But actually, it's only the people who are really inside who know whether the team is genuinely feeling very mm. together and upbeat. Yeah. And so you have no clue as an outsider what's going on with any of the teams. And I think that's actually what's key. It's irrelevant of the many of the, the signings. It's how, and that again comes down to coach, but also the cohesion of the players they have got. And that goes such a long way, as in our mm. you know, Warnock years and our promotion when we had such a good team of players. So you can look at the bigger teams and the bigger signings, and we've been there and done that. But until it starts, until we're into the season of a few games, I think that's when you start to see, and especially if a team has a hard time, how they then react to that and then how they play their next game and how the manager manages that is how then you'll see. So I think it's up for grabs completely, this league. More than actually more than normal, probably, especially because you've got people reacting in the way that we did of trying to throw money at players mm. and, and panic buying. And, and what we've done, um, th- th- you know, th- this close season is that we've actually signed, I think, some really good prospects in from from uh, you know jo- like Jordan Cousins and and, and, and we haven't well. mentioned what I've, hilariously Yeti, and it's not net Yeti, is it? It's Yeni. Yeah. And then I think. Uh, some, yeah, I think it was Emily texted me and said Yeti, or maybe it was a predictive text <laughs> error, but now I can't get Yeti out how, of my how head. How do we pr- 
pronounce I can't name. even go there. But code so, apparently. Yeah, yeah, I, I was thinking the N and K are asylum, yeah. right, at the start. So Bakoto. Bakoto. I'm, yeah. I'm relying on the, on the all of the that's from FIFA all, all of the um, uh-huh. hashtag sad oh no but, 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 but he went up five points in FIFA and Vardy only went up four wow so apparently this is very exciting it is because nobody goes up five points according to my Arsenal son. I think it's just obvious that he's going Arsenal to be son. His name, we don't, he not, gets a proper yeah, shout no, the out. Other one's not, Arsenal not son does. Arsenal son. He's just an Arsenal son. We call him son. Arsenal son. But uh, it's, it's obvious that he's going to be a, a, a world beater because you know, there's just so so many people come come out on Twitter and said that you know he is he is amazing. So we have we have, all of a sudden have so many <laughs> God, so many so many experts in the experts. French second division. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, he wore a number twenty three toilet. Tugboat, tugboat physique toilet. Uh, that's why I used to call you talking tugboat. about me. Then. No, tugboat physique toilet. He vacated the number twenty three shirt for Yenny. Um, he's without club still, isn't is he? Is he without a club toilet? Yeah. Okay. The MLS is calling let's, Junior. Let's get on the phone our guest with a bit of luck, um, former QPR midfielder, um, who can hopefully give us a bit of an insight on on. Maybe bring us back down to earth on, on all this excitement and tell us what he thinks about this season. Um, hopefully waiting for us now is Richard Langley. Thanks for joining us, Richard. Um, we've just been talking here about um, getting carried away, which we're happy to do, at least for the purposes of this podcast with um, Sunday's result. What's your view on the 3-0 win? Well, it's obviously great to get off to a winning start, but... The championship, you know, I've played in it for a few years and it's uh, unforgiving at times. You know, you can go on a good run and then all of a sudden you hit a bad run and you're right down the bottom of the table. So uh, it's nothing to get carried away with, but, you know, it's obviously good to get the three points and get a good mood around Loftus Road. And I think that's been needed over the, just after the last couple of years that we've, um, that we've had. We were just saying here about the pre-season predictions, which of course could still come true, about how there's many very strong sides in the championship this year. And two of those sides that were expected to do really well didn't get off to a good start in Newcastle and Villa. What what do you think clubs need? What are the key ingredients to succeeding in what is a very tough division? Oh, it is a tough one because it is so unpredictable as well. Um, I don't think there's any one key ingredient that you can say, right, you put your finger on it and that's going to gain your promotion. But one thing I would point to is consistency in team selection, um, just having the players know each other. You look at the Norwich team, for example, they've played with each other pretty much for the last three years. They've experienced a promotion together, relegation, and uh, they're probably going to be favourites to go up again this year. Um, Villa, although they're a big club, I'm not too sure how they're going to fare. Um, they've got a pretty much disjointed squad at the minute. But yeah, if, you, if, if we can get a bit of consistency, you'd be looking to achieve. For me, a good season would be to achieve even mid-table. I think we need to be realistic about where we're going to set our sights and um, just more more of the consolidation that I think we were looking at last year um, is what we're going to need this year, in my opinion. And, and, and I'd love to know your view about where you think the club is heading. Every, almost every podcast 
the club, we talk about the club being in a state of flux and a state of transition and there's new management. There is, there's always new management at QPR. What, do, do you think they're on the right track now? I'm still waiting to find out what kind of track they're on. But looking at the players we're buying, the, the um, prototype has almost changed over the last you know, couple of years where three, four years ago we were buying the top players, top wages. Now, I don't know what our, how we fare in terms of um, the salary spent on the, on the players, but it's nowhere near what we were spending four or five years ago. Maybe it's a good thing, but like I said, if we consolidate and, you know, try and pick up points, stay in the league and then make a gradual build for it, gain that consistency, get a good squad, be faithful to the manager, give him a chance, see what he can do, and then take it from there. But I don't think we should be aiming too high right now, especially considering the teams that are in the championship with us this year. Thanks for bringing us back down to earth, Richard. <laughs> um... No, but come on, guys, let's be realistic. Last year, I don't know, people thought, right, we've got Austin and we've got Phillips. We should be getting promoted. And you could see a mile off consolidation. Staying in the championship was key. And I think we should have stayed with Chris Ramsey, give him a proper shot. But everyone panicked and all of a sudden we thought, right, Austin and Phillips are staying, so we're guaranteed promotion and it's not that easy it's a work in progress and that's something i think that the qpr fans need to realize it's not going to happen overnight and and let me ask you richard and you get this question every time that we have you on certainly and i'm sure in every qpr related interview that you do you are the example that is always cited because you are that historical figure who was the last significant qpr player to come through the system and play and really make it make it as a footballer at QPR. You nearly you made your debut, I believe, pushing twenty years ago. Now, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but 1997, I think it was. 1998, but yeah. Okay, fine, fine. Well, eighteen years, a hell of a long time ago. Have you seen anything, or have you heard anything? Because I know you've got a lot of connections in the game. Um, to, to encourage you that we might be close to a, a, a new Richard Langley soon at QPR? Um, you know, I do get asked this question a lot. And my answer to it would be that there are players in there, just like I was a player 18 years ago. The only, there are players with undoubted ability, but the only thing they don't have is opportunity. Now, I do believe if I, if I was in the same shoes as the kids that have come through over the last 10 years, maybe I would have made it if you're not given the chance, you know? You know, there's a bit of luck, a bit of opportunity, take with my hard work, a bit of talent, all mixed into one, and then you, you get a player that, that can have a decent career. But without the opportunity, the players are going to stay in a youth team and then be out of a job, which is sad to see. I would just like to see... Just not, not just the QPR, but across the board, a lot of kids getting the opportunity to show what they can do because it's proven when kids are given an opportunity, they can step up to the plate. Hi, Richard. Uh, this is Steve here. I had a question about general levels of fitness. Uh, there's a new f- uh, fitness team um, at Loftus Road. And one thing that was noticeable on Sunday was that the players were generally a lot sharper and a, and a lot fitter. It's a long season. 
how important, how significant do you think that change of personnel is in the fitness team? Well, I don't know exactly what's changed since the new personnel has come in, but it's obviously good to have your fitness levels high. It's going to be important to maintain them throughout the season. So if you've got someone professional that the players can connect with, I think that's going to be very important. Um, steering clear of injuries is also going to be um, very key to the success of the season. Um, but yeah, being fit, coming back fit, having good professionals around you and good staff around you is going to be very important for us to do well this season. Hi, Richard. Uh, my name's James. I've got a different uh, question. Um, in recent years, kind of one of the best teams I saw in the championship were Leicester, and they played a 4-4-2, something that I don't know if I've seen Jimmy play. Do you think that 4-4-2 is kind of your nuts and bolts best way to win the championship? Because it is such a slog, and sometimes you've got to do some things by the basics a little bit. Um, uh, personally, I like to see a 4 3 3 played very well in terms of keeping the way I'd like to see a player. 4-3-3 in possession. A talented 4-3-3, in my opinion, will beat a 4-4-2 all day long. But if the talent's not there um, in a 4-3-3, a 4-4-2 could capitalise and make their formation count. But you look at the quality this year, you look at Norwich, for example, I think they'll, they'll employ a 4-3-3 of some sort. One up front being Cameron Jerome with your wide wingers. And they've got the good ball technicians in the midfield to take advantage of a 4-4-2. You know, you've got the technicians like um, Wes Houlihan, for example. You know, you get get him with space and time on the ball in the championship, it's going to be a problem. So, for me, I would still like to see a good 4-3-3 work. Richard, last sort of main question on the football. What do you think? Um, what do you think we still need to add from what you know and what you've seen uh, to have a successful season? Sorry, can you repeat that? What What do you think Rangers could do with adding in the next few weeks in order for us to have a successful season? Um, I I think we need a bit of a threat up front, more pace, I'd say. I think Polter is a, he's so wholehearted, he's 100% and very committed. To, but I think to complement that, you, we probably need a bit more pace um, up front, maybe a bit more, um, not industry, they've got that in the midfield, I'd say a bit more guile. In the midfield, you know, you're like your Ali Pauling, a player like that who can get his foot. Kind of Richard Langley type. Yeah, Richard Langley, Ali Pauling, you know, something like that. Um, but no, but again, it's going to take time. I don't think we can go all out and play the most attractive football. And I'll keep repeating it consolidate, stay in the championship, and build and build and build. That's the only way it's going to happen. I don't think there's any point. Um, trying to play expansive football and get, especially when the team aren't used to it, uh, new manager, new players, etc. I think just consolidate yourself in the league and continue to build for the future. Langley says realism. I think, I, th- I think we got that loud and clear. Uh, Richard, what are you up to these days? Are you you, you still in the game? 
I'm working as a football agent right now. So I'm getting Not around and unfortunately though. I don't get to watch many of QPR's games. And as it's on my doorstep, it's, uh, it's a bit annoying. Um, but, yeah, so I'm up and down the country watching the players that I look after and I'm enjoying still being, still having my, uh, uh, well, having a part to play in the game, so to speak, yeah. Cool. And you still say we when you're referring to QPR. So we'd like I to do. hear that. I we'd do. Like I, help, I can't help it. Come on, I've been there. I was there since I was 12. You know, it just annoys me. It frustrates me that there was so much optimism last year and to the detriment, I suppose, of um, Chris Ramsey. You know, too much uh, expectation, I suppose, on his shoulders. And I think it was un- uncalled for. And I just hope we don't have the same again. You know, um, gone are the times when we're big spenders. You know, you look at the players we're buying now. We're, we're buying good championship players. We've got Jordan, Jordan Cousins has come in. You know, okay, he's a good player, solid. But is he going to be, he's not top, top championship. You know, he's a very good player, but we need to change expectations, I think. I think many fans will agree with you and we do as well. We um, we probably needed this, Richard, because we were sort of starting to get a bit carried away here talking about a good 3-0 win against Leeds and um, we, we needed we needed to hear it for sure. Um, Richard, thank you, very mu- thank you very, very much for coming on. Always good to have you on. Always good to hear your thoughts on QPR and we know you're a QPR fan like we are, um, so we always like to hear from you. Um, Absolutely, yeah. No, it's great to be on the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Richard. Take care. Thanks, Richard. Speak Bye. again. Take care. Bye-bye. 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 Okay. Well. My chips have been pissed on. <laughs> but probably necessarily so. Well, if they haven't been pissed on by that, they will be tomorrow night. So, uh, uh, that was, that's reality. Oh, that was, uh, that was demoralising. He's probably got it right, though, hasn't he? Let's be clear, and I was thinking about saying this to Richard, but I wouldn't. I have too much respect. But we still are so in the you'll top... say it when he's gone, gone. behind yes. his back. <laughs> yes, um, we yes. we are still in the top five or six spenders this season in the league. Only the clubs that have come down, and then and then maybe Sheffield Wednesday. There's not that many clubs that have still spent a lot. We still spent. I don't know how much Yenny's gone for. Yeah, we bought Yenny for, but I think we before Bakoto. that we spent five Bakoto, yeah. five to six million pounds. Um, and then, I mean, you know, and then Burton never signed a player for over 10 grand. Yes, I saw Okay, that. right, fine. Something like that. So we've still spent a lot. I, I think Richard is downplaying not necessarily our expectations and also the expectations from last season, they weren't set by us. They were changed by the club throughout and that changed what Absolutely. we thought. Not yeah. kind of, I was yeah. happy with just finishing mid Yeah, I yeah. think most people were, actually, if you ask Yeah, Richard, who's not on the phone anymore. <laughs> yeah. Just phoning back. We got it. I just, <laughs> Hi, Richard. Hi. Couldn't say it to your ear. <laughs> um, I, I, don't, I don't know how, how helpful it is really sort of going back and, you know, questioning the whole thing about, about Ramsey. I mean, no, it, wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a great, a great situation and I... I'm not that happy with the way that the club handled it, but it's gone. We a need while to move ago on. now. Need yeah. to need to move on, and it actually looks like Jimmy might, Jimmy and Les might 
might have hold of the reins and actually mm. know where, where they're taking us. So. And I actually think everybody's been pretty forgiving and open-minded to Jimmy still. I mean, the Ramsey thing was very different. Um, not just the situation, but everything was very different. And I think everybody is so desperate, really, for it to work. Everyone wants it to work. And everybody is sitting back and saying, OK, let's see if we can. Hashtag dream manager. So. <laughs> well, I, was gonna, I, was, I was going to say well, one of the things... that was Paul Clement. That dream I'm manager certain. was Paul Clement. Was it? Yes, yeah. it, yes. Not, not who everyone thinks. Who, before he went to Derby and Fernandez apparently met him, okay. got carried yeah. away... And that was who he was referring to, who it turns out wasn't a dream manager, but is quite a good assistant manager. <laughs> Last season was turned on its head by Fernandez and his management of, of fans' expectations. And I really hope that we have a season without him getting too heavily involved in that side of things. Uh, you know, if Can't he, see that happening. If, he, if, he, if, he's sh- <laughs> if he's shaking hands and kissing babies, and that's, that's absolutely fine by me, but... You know, Rather than shaking babies and kissing hands, I don't want him kissing any babies. Tony, and then we, we can do a whole pod on Steve and Tony Fernandez. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him kissing any babies. By the way, just sort of on Richard Langley when he briefly talks about Norwich, is there a footballer with a more hilarious name than Wes Houlihan? <laughs> well, they call him Wessie, don't they? As in Messi. There what used to be a Belgian name? footballer called Mark the Man. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I tried to write a question once for Pointless, which was nominative determinism. Your job ends up deciding what you do. And he What? Nominative determinism. determinism you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. You know, Andre... Well, I don't know. Andre yeah, Serve. Like, right, <laughs> so like if, if Harry or Engineer, if his name was Press Record or something. Yeah. Or Harry Engineer. Harry Engineer, yeah. There's a BBC weather forecaster called Sarah Blizzard. Is there? Yes. Um, oh, Steve, where were you? And that's called nominative determinism. determinism, Amazing. Every day's a school day, isn't it? Okay, let's talk about the cup. So if you're listening... (laughs) (laughs) It's big, it's round, we're never in it. If you are... We're recording this Tuesday night. If you're listening to this Wednesday, fine. If you're listening to this Thursday, what a great win in the cup. Um... Slightly serious question. Is it, is it important this year? Are the Cups important? They have, we've not obviously, a well-documented, terrible record in Cups in recent years. Is it important to get off to a good start, have a good run in the Cups, or are they just sort of a distraction from the important stuff? I'm a huge Cup fan. I always have been. I can't bear going out, especially it's the humiliation aspect of losing to Swindon again. But there's, to me, there's no excuse for not going for the Cups. No mm. excuse. No, we, really. I agree. I agree. Only four teams can win a league in this country. Yeah. So, I mean, it especially winds me up with Premier League teams, you know, when Tottenham, for example, talk about going for the top four rather than doing well in the Cups. What are you doing? How good do you think it's going to get? You are only going to win the Cup. So we, I agree, if we kind of brought that back to us with it being a QPR podcast or the rest of it, of course, I'm totally, in, I'm totally with you. Cups all the way. My, my personal view is that it, it's really good for the morale of the club to be doing well in Cups or at least having a go. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be old enough to remember going to Old Trafford for a uh, a quarter final where we where we lost two nil back in the nineties and uh, yeah you know awful result but absolutely is that ninety six or ninety seven uh, it was when Lee Sharp scored the second and did a shimmy at the goalpost and I, I think 
I may be wrong, but 97 was the last time we got to the fifth round of either competition. It is uh, I don't have that kind of encyclopedic memory. No, but I checked it because it really <laughs> bugged me. But the whole, the whole point is, is <laughs> I just feel a bit cheated that we, that's just that side of things at QPR that's just been sort of swept away. And yeah, it doesn't matter. And, you know, actually, it's kind of I'm a little bit angry at the question because it's kind of, why, you know, if it doesn't matter, why are we, well, why are we bothering? That's modern football. Is asking this question: Are cups important, really? Yeah, and if they we should be. and if we and if we were Man United, maybe we could say we're, it's yeah. not important. We're aiming we're for tenth. We're not concentrating. Yeah, on no, exactly. Us. I mean, you're not. If you're top yeah. four Premier League, I can get it. But for everyone else, I don't know about anyone else. I want to go back to Wembley and let's have another Bob, Bobby Zamora day. Yeah. I mean, you're all talking about cups. All I can think about is nominative determinism. Sorry. <laughs> whilst, <laughs> Sorry. whilst we're doing it. Well, we have got the Dry World Cup, though, haven't we? So yeah, we yes, exactly. Dry World Cup, the, the Ibiza Cup as well. Cool. Scraping the barrel, no, no cup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll try and give you some more nominative determinism names. Please some do. Point. Does Please know do. if Michael Doughty can play tomorrow night? Or will he be a Doughty? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. Yeah, um, why wouldn't he be able to? Because he, he's Would on loan, isn't he? Would it be part of the loan oh, I agreement? See. I, I think he may not play. I, oh, I you, see you just know, you know, it's got it's got it written yeah. all over it, hasn't well, it? Well, totally. Sort of sticks in two or three against us. I sorry, go I'm on. I'm just going to say we looked really fit. There doesn't, there's not that many injuries in the squad. We should play quite word. a strong team. Yes, and go for it and just beat Swindon. We're at yes. home, aren't we? Like, let's I just try and win. Going back to Gladwin, I think we should definitely play, play Gladwin again because he looks like he needs minutes. Mm, yeah, and I would actually yeah. play Perch, agree with perch behind him. I think we will win and win well tomorrow. Oh. And I'm putting it out there. Richard, Richard, what do you think? <laughs> Richard, Richard, yeah. <laughs> he disagrees. He disagrees. We're out, yeah. He disagrees. Um, okay, right. We're probably there already, actually, which is the R's end of the show, um, which is sort of anything and everything that you haven't yet brought up. I'll, I'll bring mine up, which is the David Beckham Sky advert. Has anyone seen it? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? The jogging one. The jogging advert. You know what I'm talking yes. about? And do you know why I'm bringing it up? No. I'm bringing it up because QPR is in that advert... <gasps> Winning 3-0 and top no. of the league. I promise you. <laughs> That's brilliant. Somebody wow. somebody needs to send us this advert so, uh, and, and we'll tweet it. So if you haven't seen the advert, he's a Sky ambassador, David Beckham. And the, the whole uh, kind of creative, as they say, in marketing circles, is that he is running, going on a jog, and he kind of goes past a load of people um, watching Sky Sports. He runs past some builders... And the commentary says something like, and that's a 3-0 win for QPR, and they go from the bottom to the top of the league. I promise you. I have to see this. You have to see this. What a great advert. Maybe a prediction. Will they change the backing to that, though, if we lose to Swindon? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. If you haven't seen it, see it. If anybody's got a clip of the ad... Tweet it to the podcast or, or, or tag us in on Facebook and we will repost it. Who's next? I've got two. Can I just... Read? Yes, you okay. can. One is actually not from me. It's from Elmo Dude in the Philippines, who is... A, I'm obviously passing this over. It's nothing to do with me. Back to Poulter. Um, 
her question is she was Poulter and his calves. And, what well, calves? No, we've actually moving what up. What calves? Sorry. No, she wants to talk about his VPL. So her question is right. Uh, um, if so, hang on. Lower half pulse. So VPL for people who don't know that stands for visible, visible panty, panty line. line. So apparently she was looking at Poulter's shorts, which were rather tight, which I wasn't didn't notice, didn't see. But her question is: if the lads arrive and they've forgotten to wear white boxes. <laughs> Do the club provide them? And my question was, is it part of the kit? You know, do they put out? Because they're not Some tighty whites. Do they put out? Mm. Do they put out <laughs> so Do they so provide them with underwear? Do they provide them? Or, you, you know, do they have some spare you mean, ones looking around? If you mean kind of... Barry Shorts, the kit man, <laughs> the nominative determinism kit man? Yeah, Barry yeah? Shorts. Yeah, yeah, Barry Shorts. So that's a kit question, number okay. one. My second one is I have seen the Pogba music video. So my... was With Stormzy, I believe. Is that how it is? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yes, now, yes. should our new players for the media team produce a music video as a kind of test? When you join the club, you've got to produce a, a music time, video. When we signed some guy from... Scotland wasn't two, two, two successive Christmas videos yeah, Armand Troyore's key key contribution that's to QPR that's how got his three year contract I know it's amazing that, that isn't Christmas it? video I'll tell you what not the Forest Christmas video is going to be blinding this year isn't it well, one born every minute isn't mm-hmm. there with him getting a three year contract incredible Oops. okay Jim and then James yeah, so alter ego, weird. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't know if I have an Rs, and I'm just trying to think. Okay, so we got net, net, let's let's win, let's win in the cup. That'd be nice, and let's not lose to Cardiff. Oh please, oh, no. um, I happily take a draw. Night, night, because I think we we ended their playoff hopes last uh, season, and I remember there were a lot of you know there was all the press going, and then they, it was I think it just drizzled out. It was a nil nil, so it'd be nice to just continue that unbeaten run. And beat a man against Cardiff. Still, there's still a Cardiff thing, isn't there? It's 13 years later. 13 uh, years. Uh, regular time. listeners may know that my father-in-law was a Cardiff season, Cardiff City season ticket holder for a long time, and I saw him immediately after the game on Sunday. Went over to his as soon as I got there. You got lucky, David. You got lucky. Own goal. Like he just sort of swore that. Anua's goal was an own goal. Own goal, and you were only 1-0 up until 10 minutes to go, so you got bloody lucky. We've got nothing to worry about next Saturday. Wow. I agree with you. <laughs> let's, let's smash them. Steve? I've got two really quick ones and one slightly longer one. Two, the two quick ones, um, just really congratulations We're all to- raising our eyebrows, <laughs> thinking, do we jump in with a sort of reference to a double entendre, or do we just let you... Do, do we- do, do we just let you go, down, go for it? I'm going to go for it. Um, congratulations to Mide Shudipo on his, on his debut. And, it's, and you, you were talking to Richard Langley about, um, about youth players coming through. And, and it was only a few years ago he was playing at Rice at Rangers. So that is really, really good news. The second one is I want to wish good luck to Ali Fallin, who is mm, signed absolutely. for second division Spanish team Getafe. Oh, very, nice, good. Nice. very good, very good, very good. Nice. You are proud of yourself for that, and rightly so. Good um, pronunciation. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, th- I think I think he'll do really well over there if he can stay fit. And he's been a brilliant, brilliant for Rangers, and uh, deserves all the success in the world. The slightly longer one is that I just wanted to keep the positive mood going and say that. Um, and David can't believe it. I can't, Steve. Do you know we know you on Twitter as being <laughs> the person who is always going to be pessimist so uh, this is a well, real no, this world is really positive. there's a few you're in competition with a few I, I wanted to say I think the new badge is fantastic 
I think the new kit is fantastic and it's a real big up to everyone at the club who's made it happen. I mean, with the, with the, with the badge, um, I th- it's a real triumph, I think, for pragmatism at the club. I know that uh, for a fact that Lee Hoos was very keen to have some kind of crown on the new badge and um, and because it had been, it'd been advised that that was actually something that would play well in the, in the Far East. And actually, you know, that's not something that we've got now. <laughs> what? Okay. Well, it's one, what? Of the, one of the options. One of the options we voted on still had a crown on it. They're going to put the Queen's actual head on there. Yeah. So a picture of the Queen. So they liked it in the Far East. Yeah. Right. Okay. But anyway, you know, we we have got a great badge. We've got a great kit, and things things are looking up. Yeah, but what shit, Steve? Come on. Nah, I'm joking. Let's, 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 let's wait. Let's wait till the chairman starts tweeting again, and I'll let you know. Alan Ball, nominative determinism. Alan Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he is. Okay. And that seems like a good place to end the podcast. We definitely can't call this podcast nominative determinism because then nobody will ever find it in iTunes. But we've all learned something this evening. Very quick predictions. First of all, and remember you're going to look stupid with the cup one because probably the majority of people will listen to this after the cup. So Swindon prediction and Cardiff prediction. Swindon, we're going to win 2-0 and I'm going to go for a draw away, but I'd love a win against Cardiff. Gemma. I'll go 3-0 against Swindon. Feeling optimistic. Uh, Cardiff away. I hope for a draw. I hope for 1-1. Steve? I'm being optimistic again. 2-0 against Swindon and 2-0 against Cardiff. I hate that lot. Punchy. (laughs) (laughs) 2-0, 2-0 I'm going as well. Which will mean three of us think we're we're not going to let in a goal. For our first three games of the season. It's because Finney's not here. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be back next week. We will be back next week. We were a day late this week for various reasons. We should be able to record next Monday and then every Monday thereafter. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. This has been the QPR Podcast. QPR. QPR.